we wanted to explore that 7.1 magnitude earthquake that shook California last uh, Friday, and it looks like it uh, may have changed, according to satellite imagery, the topography uh, of the Earth. Dr. Jennifer Andrews is a seismologist with the California Institute of Technology and joins us now here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Dr. Andrews, uh, thanks so much for the time and appreciate you being on the show. Hi, sure. Good to talk to you. Uh, first of all, uh, could you quantify for us? I mean, we've all seen the uh, news footage, but it's one thing watching it from afar and actually uh, being there in California. Can you put into some sort of relative terms for us what a 7.1 magnitude earthquake is like? Sure. So uh, most of us here at Caltech were obviously some distance from this earthquake. So here in Los Angeles, we certainly felt it. You couldn't mistake it for anything else. This is definitely an earthquake. Uh, I was uh, in a theatre and we had the uh, we had the chandeliers shaking, uh, and we definitely knew what was going on. In Ridgecrest, there they felt up to violent shaking and very strong shaking. Uh, there was obviously damage reported, fires breaking out, and a number of injuries. So it was um, a significant effect uh, event, especially for those very close to the epicenter. Mm. And I've read reports that uh, more than 900 aftershocks of uh, various magnitudes uh, have been recorded afterwards. Uh, is that what uh, your research is uh, telling you? Actually, uh, I'm staring at these numbers right now, and and we're looking at an awful lot more events than that. If we look at the full sequence, which started with the foreshock to the magnitude 6.4 on Thursday, we've got uh, nearly 6,800 events that we have recorded, and we know there are more in the system that we haven't been able to look at yet just because of the overwhelming amounts of data. And we're seeing over 500 uh, magnitude 3s, so all of those have the potential to be felt by those nearby communities. Wow, that's an awful lot of aftershocks, it seems to somebody like me, the the layperson, when you look at these two earthquakes uh, back-to-back and their magnitude, uh, is that unusual, uh, an unusual amount of activity? Not really. This is what we would be expecting for the aftershock sequence. We're lucky that we have a lot of instruments in this area, so we're able to pick this up, and that'll be important for our scientific understanding and our further studies. The aftershock rate has actually been dropping uh, after the magnitude 7 a little more rapidly than some of the models show, and that's allowed us to say that it's unlikely uh, that we see another big event after this because we see the the activity dropping off. Uh, But it's still a lot of data for us to deal with. As I mentioned uh, off the top, satellite images by uh, Planet Labs uh, shows a uh, crack is formed in the area close to the uh, epicenter. Uh, what do you know about that, and uh, what do these satellite images uh, tell you? Uh, has the topography there, has it been permanently altered or, or changed because of these earthquakes? Sure. So certainly for the magnitude 6, 7 earthquakes, we were expecting ground rupture and teams of uh, scientists are out there right now investigating on the ground. And we had some very early flyover information about the surface rupture. Um, They're seeing anything from sort of inches to feet of displacement across the fault. It's mostly horizontal. This was a strike slip fault. So most of the movement um, was, uh, was, uh, was sideways. So we're seeing these sort of scars that are formed, but nothing particularly, you know, it's not pushing up mountains, it's not raising the ground at all, uh, but we are certainly seeing surface breaks. All right, and uh, again, much like uh, the number of aftershocks, is this something that uh, is to be expected after earthquakes of uh, th- this magnitude, uh, that uh, satellite imagery would pick a, a pick up a noticeable, a visible uh, difference in topography? We have the advantage here that the um, break was out in the desert. Most of it was on a naval base, so there isn't a huge amount of vegetation or of uh, built-up infrastructure. So we're able to image from the sky very clearly these breaks. It's, it's offsetting ground. It's, it's 
uh, fairly straightforward for us to see there's nothing getting in the way of those pictures. Um, so that's great for the scientists to get a very fast uh, idea of, of what happened out there and, and what the rupture looks like on the ground. How concerning uh, is this? And uh, I mean, there's been talk, uh, I've been walking this earth nearly 50 years now, and it seems like there's always been talk about California sliding off uh, into the ocean. Uh, How concerning is uh, this latest uh, episode for you as somebody who studies this? Sure. So actually, this um, pair of six and seven events uh, is more the expected behavior we have for Southern California than the previous 20 years where we really haven't seen anything of this magnitude. Um, If we look at our historical records, um, as you've probably heard, we often talk about California being overdue for a big one, the San Andreas, a huge uh, fault spanning several states, is overdue for a a large earthquake. Um, And we would expect to see uh, sevens and eights Sorry, magnitude sixes and sevens, not the eights. The eights are in kind of a 100-degree repetition. Sixes and sevens we would expect to see on um, sort of every decade or so. And we haven't really in the last 20 years. So um, this isn't unexpected that we would have this. Uh, We were lucky that it didn't happen under a a more populated area. This wasn't in downtown Los Angeles or somewhere else where we have a lot of people and a lot of infrastructure where damage would have been uh, more widespread, uh, more people involved. So we were rather fortunate in that. Obviously, the town of Ridgecrest, the city of Ridgecrest, has been very impacted, and we feel for them. But uh, we were lucky for Southern California in general, and we can expect to see more quakes of this size. It's um, it's just part of where we live. So it's just a question of uh, not if, but uh, when will the next one arrive? Exactly, and and that's why so much of the advice out here is is to be prepared for, for when the next one comes. All right. Dr. Jennifer Andrews with the California Institute of Technology. Really appreciate the update. Thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Great. Thank you.